0: Love Talk Radio. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World. Internet radio broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The unexplained world is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Well, listeners, welcome to the Unexplained World with me, Ed Shanahan, along with a lady I highly respect and I've been gifted to have as a friend, Annette. Hello, Annette.
2: Oh, hello, Ed. How are you this evening?
1: Oh, I'm doing real good. We have our guest is online waiting. And our guest tonight, listeners, the show The show is called Scientists Are Taking Orbs Seriously. And our guest is Dr. Klaus Heinemann. A former research professor at Stanford, Stanford University and researcher in material science for NASA, the American Space Agency, is our guest this night. And let's see if the fine doctor is here.
3: Yes, good evening. Uh, yes,
1: I'm definitely here. Hello, doctor. How are you doing tonight?
3: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show.
1: Oh, uh, This was this is actually a treat to have you on, um, Annette. Is looking forward to it, too. and um, um, Let me go into a little bit more to say... Um, you have a saying, Doctor, that there is no doubt in your mind that orbs may well be one of the most significant outside of this reality phenom- phenomenon, excuse Phenomenal. my... Phenomenon. Yeah, right. yeah. Mankind at large has ever witnessed. What got you involved in this?
3: Well, what got me involved in this? I... Uh, my wife and I were were invited to take some pictures at a, a spiritual uh, gathering. And when we took these pictures, many of them actually, and downloaded those into our computer that evening, um, there were some things in the pictures that we had never seen before. That was about four years ago. Okay. And and uh, it turned out that these were orbs, but I had no idea what they were. And one of them was so bright that it was uh, li- literally kind of like a light bulb. And it was right in front of a person standing in front of a healer. And um, so I was wondering, what the hell is that? And so looked at it some more, looked at other pictures that we took and saw similar features in those other pictures and then decided to go down to the ballroom where we had taken the pictures and examine that and see if there's anything that I might have overlooked that uh, might explain this this strange phenomenon in, in the pictures. Well, I had nothing overlooked. We had nothing overlooked. There was, uh, there was nothing, and clearly the pictures showed something extraordinary, and that's kind of what got us onto the track.
1: You know, there's, you're, you're, you're basically, and Annette will agree with me, because we've been in locations, we've taken pictures, got a whole bunch of orbs. But right. in the past, I had to tell people, you know, don't post it because the investigators, quote, paranormal investigators, Uh-oh. have pretty much attacked anybody that puts up photographs of orbs. So when I I actually just stumbled across information about you yeah. and about the book, and when I even posted it in MySpace the uh, res- The response I got was from all these regular Joe's, I guess you could say, individuals saying, "Thank you, Ed for you know giving us hope that this may actually be something that we've caught on film
3: all right well i would I would say to that that uh the time where you could say this is this may not be something is really past. There is now an absolutely overwhelming evidence. That these are real phenomena, and the evidence is supported by I don't know how many hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who are seeing them, but also uh, by a few people who are doing and have been doing very serious research with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, the co author of my book, for example, uh, Dr. Michal Ledwith, he has alone in his in his, I would almost say, arsenal of pictures, as many as 150,000 of all pictures. Okay. And you cannot argue away that kind of a massive uh, evidence. Yeah, I if it know, was all dust, we'd be choking on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you would be choking. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there is a lot more to it than than we ever thought. And all of this really came out uh, very recently. Uh, this This is a phenomenon... That surfaced and became serious very recently, I would say within the last two years, one, two, three years, something like that.
1: Okay. And the thing that's neat about your book, I was reading part of you know, I was reading the the reviews and everything on Amazon, Uh and people could get it from Amazon.com, is that you also have examples
3: of. What may actually be dust or whatever, you know?
0: Right. You, you, you,
3: you give a comparison. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't just just take it for uh, without examining it very carefully and, and without um, making myself convincing myself that I'm onto something real. And so I really looked at this this uh, photography of dust particles and airborne water droplets and, and, and anything like that. And mm-hmm. there is there is so much evidence uh, that that indicates it, c- it cannot be. Uh, and uh, certainly some of those pictures can be explained with it, but not all of them. Right, by right. far not all of them. I mean the the book, uh, the O Project, as you say, is available all over, and um, it is uh, it shows. I don't know how many, maybe ten different different reasons. Or different different mechanisms mm-hmm. that um, each and and every one by itself would refute these these arguments that uh, these pictures are due to um, reflections at airborne particles. For example, if you have just just to give you one, okay. If if you have a uh, this argument would only hold if the reflection of the particles occurs within about a couple of inches of the camera very very close to the camera lens everything else if would would just simply not work so if you have an image where an orb is photographed far away from the camera for example evidenced by being eclipsed by an object that's far away like a head of a person, or like a pillar or a door, or something like that, and you can see only half of the orb. That in itself is a an evidence that cannot be refuted by any of these arguments. Okay.
2: Sure. Oh, that makes sense. Dr. Hyman, I have a question. Yeah. Um, in you the past, in, right? before, before the dawn of digital photography was so, yeah. you know, uh, everybody has a digital camera now, um, it was rare that I would ever see photographs although not never, um, with, I would ever see photographs taken by a 35 millimeter or a 10 millimeter or something where the, the orbs would show up. However, now when we are using digital photography, of course I understand that we can take so many more pictures um, because of the fact that it's such a great technology, but that is when I started seeing in my own photographs more and more and more orbs coming out. I get them all, all the time. Yes. So I'm wondering if if it's that the digital technology is actually able to capture them better. Do you think that's true or
3: um, there are various phenomena that that play into into uh, this. and let me first say um, that um, some people do see them very clearly also with regular photography, with regular okay. film photography. Okay. and there is a um, an orb researcher in Holland and he is, he is a very fine person and he has been researching orbs for, I don't know, maybe two, three years he is a professional photographer and he is excluded, exclusively using film photography seeing lots oh. of orbs with that so it is actually not true that film photography would not exhibit orbs what is true is that it's more difficult to see them there. And the very, oh. simple, the very simple reason is that in digital photography, as soon as you have something, it is actually very simple and totally legitimate to, um, to process that image in such a way that whatever something you see, you see it with a higher contrast. Okay. So this image processing that is available to everybody who has a digital camera or some kind of a program like uh, you know there there good programs available but but almost any any program will do will will contrast and and color enhance and so on
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know if if you have that um, this is just simply not available for regular film photography I mean, you can do a little bit in the dark room. You can enhance uh, contrast, and it's uh, in those of us who've done that, and I've done a lot of that in my youth, uh, know that it's kind of a a uh, a pain to do that. But yes,
2: it's a tedious process.
3: Yeah, it it it, it is a tedious process, and it it's also a wet process, <laughs> and it's kind of kind of not very controlled. So, so with, with, uh, in, in, in this uh, digital photography, this is much, much better.
2: So it's just making it easier for course, us to see it. Okay. Yeah,
3: and Photoshop of, offers all these opportunities, all these possibilities to, to process.
0: Yeah. And
3: every one of those is legitimate because you're doing it to the entire photograph and not just to a selected detail. So you're not introducing any new information into the image. Okay. All right. Okay. So so that's that. Now the other is um what uh, letting on to the the other part of your question that's much more significant in my mind. And that is that we are dealing with something here that is intelligent.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: that is a, actually very strange. And it's 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 almost weird to talk about something like this as being intelligent, but it actually is. How did you come about that? There there are a number of of, uh, findings, if I would say, and I can elaborate on that a little later. But first, I just simply want to say, because we are dealing with intelligent beings of sort, uh, they have now found a method of making themselves visible in people's photographs mm. this again sounds kind of strange but no. since that's the case if you find if, if this is your uh, or their goal to do that then of course they will um, show up more and more frequently and that's why you see them more and more frequently and that's why we see them more and more frequently it started out with onesies twosies in, in, in our photography and it's now all over the place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's 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 I guess I could say it's
1: a fresher uh, fresher breath air. I'm tongue tied tonight. That a scientist, basically like you and the others, are coming out with this. When, like I said, the regular regular person, okay. And you talk about your co-writer, how many photographs he has in his collection? I believe I read somewhere. That even the um Catholic Church in Rome has
3: thousands, you know, thousands of photographs
1: yeah. that have been um
3: they attributed them, or
1: they or keep given. it on
3: the Larkin and seal I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was your article or what, but there's talk about being able I've had people tell me, I see I see a face in the orbs I have, Ed, you know. And have you come across their faces
3: and that type of... Well, um, I would have to answer... Um, truthfully, I'd have to answer yes. Okay. But on the other hand, I want to be very, very cautious with that. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to seeing faces in them, I do believe that this is a very subjective uh, thing. And, and what you may see as a face...
0: Mm-hmm. I may mm-hmm.
3: not, and vice right. versa. Right. And so I really refrain from that. I, I just, okay. just at this point, just simply say, it is too. Uh, it goes beyond what 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 I feel good about.
1: Okay, that's so, totally understandable. All right. That's totally understandable. I was just
3: yeah. throwing out but, a a question. Yeah, but I but I do get I do get um, uh, emails from people, uh, l- lots of emails from people who are seeing faces. Mm-hmm. and i cannot say anymore you, you you're nuts this this yeah. the time when you can say to anybody you are nuts seeing something is over is past we have to this this whole there's a whole new paradigm whereby we have to look at these kind of things with a much more open mind and and look at a a certain evidence that a certain person sees as something that may very well be real, even if it's totally illogical and totally and totally weird.
1: What type of um, what type of tests have you you run some actual tests, laboratory type of tests, haven't you?
3: Well, um, you know, you this this is this is a difficult question. Mm-hmm. when you're dealing with phenomena like this one that are outside of this reality it is extremely difficult to really do any tests okay. that are totally done with means that are from within this reality and that are really limited by the uh, whatever we can do within this reality mm-hmm. and so and, and the reason why that is so is because there is our own mind that interferes and typically when we do experiments when we do physical experiments the, the, the convention by which we do those says thou shalt not interfere th- thou shalt not come up with any result that is influenced by your mind that okay. is just simply uh, that, that, that's outside of the normal experimental protocol, and here, in this case, that is just a a significant, if not the most significant ingredient. so how do you how do you test like that? You have to come up with a whole new set of protocols mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and uh, if I may uh, i don't know do we have time to elaborate oh. on this a little bit? you got 42 minutes left, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Right. Tell us
2: more. <laughs> okay.
3: There is a, a person who actually used to be a colleague of mine when I was a professor at Stanford. Um, and He is a very well-known professor, um, uh, William Teller, and he's actually the person who wrote the lengthy foreword to our book, The Or Project. And um, uh, Dr. Teller is uh, one of the persons whom I probably most highly respect for his integrity and also for his intellect and his his, uh, theoretical knowledge in, in physics. He has done some experiments where, without a shadow of a doubt, he can explain the influence of the mind of an experimenter on certain um, physical experiments
0: mm-hmm.
3: so this has now been proven this this it is no no longer something that is uh... that is fiction that is science fiction that the mind can influence uh... the outcome of certain very sensitive physical uh... instrument uh... experiments hmm and and if you know if, if i can i can explain one of those sure uh, uh, he, he has done some experiments with something that, that kind of looks like uh, simple condenser plates and just picture a a couple of copper plates uh, um, uh, maybe a foot uh, a square foot in size and, and kept apart by uh, an inch or so and, and and in a in a mounted in a dielectric uh, so that they would be uh, electrically insulating. And one, it, and the, the side facing the other copper plate is covered with a dielectric so that uh, that makes the, the experiment a little easier. Now, if you apply a voltage to these two plates and crank the voltage up, at some point in time, you do get a breakdown in the, in the airspace in the gap between the two plates. That's a mm-hmm. natural thing. It's just a, just a, a small version of a uh, uh, of a lightning, okay. And the dielectric actually makes these so that you get micro discharges. Okay. Now, if you crank the voltage just up, just below that point where you get these break micro discharges to uh, where they start, then so that's that's kind of the, the setup that he's using. Or that he has been using it uh, in those experiments. Okay. Now, um, if you then come in, have a person, let's say, um, approach these two condenser plates from the outside, not touching, just just slowly approaching with with hands, with your hands. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, a, a microamp meter uh, that that is attached to this thing begins to. To uh, register breakdowns, and and these breakdowns obviously are influenced by the field that is generated between the hands of of the person. And now he has done all kinds of ex- experiments in this regard, having the people uh, think of something totally unrelated, and the breakdowns will go down. <laughs> and then uh, focus again on on the. On the apparatus, uh, the breakdowns would go up again. Again, without a shadow of a doubt, there is the influence. The in- there's an influence of the mind of the person that has uh, that that can be measured with normal um, physical uh, instruments.
1: Sounds like some type of energy being thrown off. Or... Sounds
3: like some type of energy, exactly. Yeah, and that that energy is emitted by uh, the the mind of the people involved. Okay. And so the reason why I'm, I'm getting into this is that it may very well be that our minds are latching on to the minds or the intelligence of, these, of what is behind these orbs. And together, um, they can then generate the phenomenon to occur more and more frequently in our photographs. That's that's all I'm trying to, to say. Oh no, no, that's right. very interesting. Interesting, and, and
2: in my mind, not so far-fetched. But now, Doctor, I have to ask you: What is the intelligence? What do you think it could be? Is it spiritual? Is it extraterrestrial? Do we have an idea?
3: Well, that's a very good question. That's <laughs> <a> very good. <laughs> <I> the <don't> <laughs> way you said that's a that. ten million dollars. Anyway. Now, and this, of course. Uh, can only be answered very subjectively. Mm-hmm. And I personally um, believe that this is an intelligence from a realm that we or that humankind has traditionally called the spiritual realm, okay. not really knowing what, uh, what they were saying when they were talking about spiritual, spirituality or a spiritual realm. Okay. Um, but I do believe that that is the realm. I do, uh, be, and the reason for that is, um, if it's extraterrestrial or anything like that, it is still physical.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we would still, we would still um, say that, um, let's say, extraterrestrial evidence that we are seeing, except uh, UFOs or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, would be some sort of Physical, um, well, vehicles, beings, whatever it is, uh, but they would not be outside of the physical uh, realm. This one okay. here is actually outside of the physical realm.
2: Okay, that's you what know. I was hoping you would say. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you
1: know, and that he, uh, the doctor, brings up the energy thing and the, the mind. And doctor, I don't know if you know. Basically, I do something when I take people to locations that basically may be haunted or have a history of it. Uh-huh. I do a thing called the Circle of Energy that I created, um, and basically, I the first time I did it was on Native American land. It was um, um, people felt there was a presence there. I did it, and they seen, and this was at night, no cameras or anything being yeah. used.
0: Yes. They've
1: seen the orbs coming from over the hill with their naked eyes. Um, yes. And is that possible?
3: I think I have. I, I know some people who are who uh, have both a very high degree of integrity and also who I know are very intuitive, or, mm-hmm. or some other people would call them psychic. Um, so these two ingredients together make me just cite these two uh, the, these people, and they're actually more than two. But um, and they yes they they say they can see them, and I believe them. And the reason why I believe them is that uh, and actually several of them. So and, and two is 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 far too limiting a number. Mm-hmm. Several of them told me. When I was, uh, when when we were taking uh, photographs of, of orbs, and when, when we wanted to take photographs of orbs, uh, they said, "There's one up there. Take a yeah. photograph now." Yeah.
0: And, mm-hmm.
3: and I, I did that, and I saw it already right at the moment when I when I had taken the photo. You know, when you can see in the in the camera the for a second or so the image that you've actually taken, and you can you can see that that circle in there. We could see that circle in there mm-hmm. that clearly with with my eye, or my wife, with her eye, we did not see at all. Right. I, I do uh, I do actually think that the reason why we humans do not normally see these uh, these phenomena are uh, probably twofold. One is that they are very low in intensity, but I think much more important, is that their normal state of being is one of great velocity so that they no- normally move around very very quickly and the eye doesn't catch that we our eye is just too too slow and 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 and, and can't can catch any any anything that moves extremely fast and these things are moving extremely fast so their normal way of 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 being is one of great mo- mobility rather than Like we are, we 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 like to sit down and and not move at all, but they just move very fast. And the other is that they can expand and contract very quickly, and so they change their size constantly. Hmm. They they are never they are never at the the same size. They they uh, so when you actually want to take a photograph of them, they have to hold still just a very, very uh, small fraction of time, just 1,000th of a second or whatever it takes yeah. to, to, for the flash to do its thing. Um, so they have, to, uh, they have to hold still during that short moment of time, and then they, uh, they can get recorded.
1: Have you ever got, gotten any photographs without the use of the flash, of
3: any orbs? Um, I believe uh, the answer is yes. Okay. But not not very often. And okay. there are there are people who are seeing them. But the reason why I um, we are talking about a realm mm-hmm. that is uh, making itself visible, mm-hmm. uh, that has sentient beings, and if all of you know, if if this is is true, and I almost have no reason not to believe that it's true, then we must assume that that realm has huge Mm -hmm. varieties of species. Mm -hmm. And so what we see as normal orbs, like the Mm -hmm. ones that that we have in our book, The Orb Project, um, may just be one kind of the species that are there in that realm. And there may be i don 't know how many millions or billions different kinds of species, mm-hmm. so other ones may be the ones that are moving slower, that may may uh, have no interior uh, contrast, uh, they just look look kind of uniformly white, and they may in fact be visible um, without the aid of a flash. They may have another mechanism. Of emitting the energy that is then uh, used to make them visible on the, in, in, the, in the digital ca- digital ca- camera. Yeah, I have
1: uh, somebody. We have a chat board on our our radio show, and oh. somebody uh, made a statement. Uh, they've captured red, blue, purple, orange, yellow, and of course the bright white orbs yes. on their photographs, as well as a few black. Uh, they're wondering if there might be anything behind the color of the
3: orbs I'm sure you're still basically in the discovery stages yeah. I would say yeah. oh yeah we, we have just literally scratched the surface of the iceberg mm-hmm. and the, the, the vast majority of what's behind it is still under the surface still invisible and still to be to be uh, researched um, but having said that I we also have seen dark orbs. Okay. And we have seen dark orbs in conjunction with a situation where it was known that there were actually um uh, the beings haunting uh, their that particular facility. And okay. and so Again, this, this per, one of these persons whom we know and whom, whom we trust very highly in terms of integrity, he has sensed these dark orbs, orbs being around. He was actually hired for a good sum of money, like, like uh, I don't know what it was, it was a lot of money, like five digits, mm-hmm. um, uh, to, to uh, take care of these, these uh, entities that were haunting a, a public facility, in in California, somewhere in Southern California, and uh, and so he did that with a team of of his people, and he sensed where they were and took photos, and they were in fact uh, showing up as dark spots, and uh, in the book the orb project, I've actually described that particular uh, phenomenon, and so these orbs have a totally different mechanism. Of, of appearing in the digital images than normal orbs. Normal orbs appear by emitting light. Okay. Emitting with it wasn't with e at the end uh, in at the beginning. So they are radiating light light out. And the the way they they do this is by choosing the direction into which they want to emit the light. Uh, being the direction where the camera is is uh, is there, so that they can actually be be imaged in that in, in, in the photograph. Whereas these dark orbs appear to have the uh, have no way of emitting light, and they are just simply absorbing light. Hmm. And if if you absorb something, then you can uh, you know the, you look uh, it looks dark. Like a dark like a black hole in space,
1: basically well,
3: yeah, yeah, in a way and, and yeah. well, it's yeah. just simply diffracting light away mm-hmm. it, it, that's a diffraction problem, okay. but the point is that we see these dark orbs um relatively, very rarely compared to the light orbs, dark mm-hmm. orbs are almost non existent, i mean in numbers, it is a huge difference, which is actually a very. Uh, enlightening um, finding that there are many, many more light orbs around than there are apparently dark
2: orbs. So, Doctor, what we're probably uh, to assume is that the dark orbs are something seeming more negative.
3: We would call them negative. In our reality, okay. In, in our reality. I think the, the term positive and negative is kind of something that we've invented, we, we being the humans. I think that another way of looking at it might be more or less highly evolved. And Hmm. so the dark orbs may be much less evolved in their degree of consciousness than the light orbs. That's just another way of looking at it.
1: Well, the person that posted the question says that uh, they'd like to say that the areas they did capture these dark ones were locations that were reported
3: haunted. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so uh, I think I would agree. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's interesting that that he saw that, and um, yeah. I'm, I'm and
2: hauntings. Ed, do you think? Ask. Well, I'll ask out loud, and they can chat back real quick. Um, these hauntings, where these dark orbs appeared, were they uh, play, uh, hauntings that made people fearful?
3: Well, or again, that, you know,
2: I'm, I hate to use the word negative again, you know, but I'm saying where, you know what I mean, where a spirit yeah, I may be causing the chatter or the, fear.
1: Annette, the, yeah. the chatter already responded and they said okay. yes. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm just trying to get a, a mm-hmm. handle on. Okay. Yeah, they just responded when
1: you asked.
3: Yes. Oh, I understand. And, and, uh. Okay. Doctor, that all uh, makes a lot of
0: sense.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, to me it makes sense. But to someone who is who is just simply dead set against anything like that, I mean, it's just, uh, it wouldn't make sense. Sure. But that's just the way it is. And
1: well, that's I why I wanted to give is. you one, because there's so many, so many people that have the orbs and they're told by the investigators, you know, all they nothing. And then yeah. when we have actual science step in and yeah. say there's something to yeah. it, yeah. yeah, it's a good feeling for the ones that did feel that, there's something to it. If you understand right. what I'm saying, right. yeah. Right. Uh, would you be willing to take a couple calls if we hear callers call in? Sure, sure. Okay, callers, if you're interested, uh, the number is six four six nine one five nine six five three. So, um, because we got about twenty minutes left, and so where where do you plan on going with the study now?
3: Well, um, at first, uh, of course, giving lectures on it and and talking to other people other orgs researchers and we are traveling internationally and um, and and just just uh, getting yeah that's 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 one and, and the other is to just simply um, take more fo- more photos and and evaluate them and look at uh, different kinds of findings that we have um, yeah all of this uh it's not a research program mm-hmm. as clearly and as narrowly defined as you would normally uh, have a research uh, done. Okay. Um, it's you know one one way would be to let to just say um, orbs appear maybe uh, uh, may appear more in certain locations than in others. For example, okay. at the pyramids in Egypt. There appears to be a, a, a and in certain places a uh, very strong, um, uh, well, evidence that, that there are many orbs, and many many um, people visiting these um, sea orbs in there in their photos. So you could say, well, let's let's mount a camera there in in a certain mm-hmm. spot, and let's have this camera take a picture every three, I don't know what, every three seconds, for a year. And see what's what comes out of it um, that would be an experiment that has been proposed. I'm not so sure if if it will yield very much because it it it, it takes the mind of people out of the equation and mm-hmm. the mind is is a very important um, ingredient of this, but anyways, such experiments are being done and, okay. and they will further alert, uh, shed light on
1: what... Do you have a website that people could go to to see where you're going to be touring? Oh, yeah. They can give it,
3: to, please. Um, let's see. The, the easiest is uh, healingguidance.net. So healingguidance okay. with two Gs in the middle, .net, slash Klaus. That's my name, my first name, K-L-A-U-S, .htm. Okay. And from there, they can go to to um, some some of the uh, other evidences. Uh, there is, in particular, there is a, a Wikispaces orbs.wikispaces.com is is a good one that um, that has uh, some experiments uh, uh, explained and and yeah, that that would be a good one to to look at.
1: Okay, you got three books. Uh, what are the books besides the Door Project? What else?
3: Well, the, the 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 other books were actually written before the uh, uh, this this uh, our our work with orbs started, mm-hmm. and they were more in, in, are going more in the spiritual direction.
1: Okay. Okay. And they
3: they are dealing more with the fact that um, I have always believed that there's more to life than life. There's more to
0: mm-hmm.
3: to what we can see than what we just simply uh, experience and can measure and touch and all of that. So so there, there, this hunch I've had for, for as, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what these uh, books are, are dealing with. Okay. Do you plan on coming around the Chicagoland area in the near future or? Not in the near future. Uh, We're going to be leaving for Europe pretty soon, and and, uh, so we'll be uh, traveling extensively in Europe. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's always (laughs) possibilities to come, but yeah, but it's not planned right now. Well, if you do, please
1: email me because I'd love to get together with you. Uh Uh, May bring a few people, do the Circle of Energy. Yeah, if you see okay. what you get with, because uh, I'm not seeing pictures of uh, things have come, you know, orbs and all that that's um, surrounding me, surrounding the circle and stuff like that when I'm doing it. Uh, somebody emailed me asking if it's possible that certain people can have orbs that follow them around. He's like, that's a possibility, doctor.
3: Well, you see, this is, this is another compelling uh, avenue to do some studies.
1: And it's again goes back to the mind, the energy, and that of the, the individual.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it also goes back to the fact that if there is a, if these are sentient beings, which I think they are, mm-hmm. then they, all, they also have a way of communicating, and we are used, we humans are used to communicate uh, by language, and if they are as evolved as I, uh, as I think they may be, then they may be able to latch onto this and latch onto our understanding of language and actually um, communicate to us under certain conditions through something like language. And so there could very well be experiments um, set up where you would um, have extremely sensitive uh, audible uh, uh, tools Okay. Um, measurements, uh, equipment, where you could actually uh, uh, hear something. Now, I know that experiments like that are being done in, in various places. Uh, in, in England, there's a group in England that does something. There's a group here in the in the San Francisco Bay Area that does that. And so that could very well be combined with ORB's research, and so that that's that's another area of of, of interest, of, of re- where actually some research can be done.
1: Okay. Would you mind if I take two minutes right now? We got a couple announcements to make, Doctor. Yes, please and, do. Yeah, okay. All right. Um. Okay. Okay, Annette, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 so into the listening to the doctor. i got to get my train of thought back on uh, what I'm doing. Um, okay. I will be doing readings Thursday night the 24th at Cigars and Stripes in Berwyn, Illinois. Um, listeners, just go to theunexplainedworld.com, go into our events section and you can get yeah, It's from 7 to 11 p.m. Uh, it'll be done on a stage, so and I'll be doing uh, psychometry readings with items of the loved ones who've passed away. So bring an item with you. Um, it's gift offerings, no set fees. Then on May 3rd, we're going to have a special broadcast, and that will be patrolling the controls um, because it's going to be a remote. We're going to be broadcasting from... Oh, man, my mind's going to blink, um because I'm so into the Sorb stuff. Um, from the Liska X Murder House, and it'll be the Beyond the Veil. Vale. We're going to have a group out there, um, and we'll be broadcasting this at 9.30 at night on Saturday, May 3rd. It'll be for a half hour only because uh, shortly after that, we'll go into the Circle of Energy and uh, the stuff there. See if we could uh, raise the spirits. Um, then May 4th, Sunday, i got a packed weekend. Um, we go, so does Annette, because Annette will be back with me. We're going to have David Comp back on our show talking about UFOs, reptilian aliens, uh, grays, and he just came back from a convention on all this, and a little project that he's starting up. So that will be 9 o'clock, May, Sunday, May 4th. May 5th, I'll be back at Champs doing readings again from 5 till uh, 9 o'clock at night. Uh, anybody that would love to have a past life reading done by Annette, Annette, give them your email address. Could kind you of can
2: you. reach me at the email, sure. It's Ring at net. F A I R Y R I N G at hughes, H U G H E S dot net. Drop a line.
1: Okay, and for those listeners in the Chicagoland area, we're back at the Humphrey house in July July 26 Senator John Humphrey's house uh, we'll be back there Esmoor Esmoor Estates the abandoned insane asylum that's very haunted we'll be back there too. Let's go to the unexplainedworld.com and look up the information. Okay, doctor. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. for holding on Can but, people uh, send you can people send you photographs of their orbs if they feel that it's something well, as, questionable as you,
3: can, as you can imagine with uh, with the book being out and and uh selling very well i'm actually being inundated with photographs
1: okay. okay so uh,
3: but what i what i'm asking people to do is actually go to my website
0: mm-hmm. and
3: they find a simple uh, contact button there
0: mm-hmm.
3: and through that button they can actually first identify themselves and then uh, describe what they are seeing and then they they would uh, I would invite them to send me one picture only one mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. but that in the original form in the original high high resolution form right and and you can understand that if you uh, that that's about I don't know anywhere between two and and five uh, megabytes mm-hmm. and so that that's that's enough if you get <laughs> a lot of those that fills your computer <laughs> up very quickly yeah. But and and then only I'm really only interested if if it's something extraordinary, not if you know I have another orb here. Yeah, we, yeah. There, there's that evidence. But I wanted to say something. Go ahead. Something um, you know, having heard as to what you're invited to, and you you among what you're doing is you're doing past life readings and this and all of this this stuff or this this what 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 you're doing there. Is actually, um, in my mind, becoming much more important, because these orbs um, uh, show, uh, give a certain, uh, a certain evidence that all of this is, uh, is really true. Mm-hmm. Like, like we are, just not. Uh, beings uh, that are just just uh, ca- that, that just came into this physical life here, at some point in time, and then will uh, cease uh, being here, and that's it. That mm-hmm. that's uh, with with the orbs uh, uh, evidence that we have, this this very clearly indicates there must a, must be much much more to life than that, and so uh, we are not coming out of nowhere we are coming out of, of, out of an experience that is already huge by the time we were even born into this in, 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 into this life here. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, research into past lives is becoming, in my mind, much more important and much more significant than, than it was before.
1: I even wrote an article four years ago, and it got published a lot on the Internet, and it's called Spirits, Are They Testing Us? Uh-huh. and um, it more or less falls under they're appearing more, and it's basically to see maybe, it came to me as a dream, and the question is, is, it is it to see how far we've fallen away from believing in the spiritual side? Because even though they're showing more, there's people demanding more proof that it's actually spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, and it's kind of a... Kind of a shame, really. Uh, right. People need that proof.
3: You know what I'm saying? When people internally the ideas.
1: proof is there.
3: Yes. Now, the the, the um, just just as maybe as an example, we have all people. Mankind has always had uh, certain people who were capable of perceiving uh, notions from the other reality. And uh, Medjugorje in Yugoslavia, for example, I'm sure you've you heard about this mm-hmm. about the apparitions of the Holy Mother there right. in the in the uh, early 1980s. And um, it, but this this is a typical example of uh, a small group of people. I think there were about 40 people, mostly uh, youth between t- ages 10 and 20 or so. Who saw these apparitions and who heard them and who sensed them, and they were so real uh, to them that there uh, was no question in their minds. And uh, they, and then the scientists came up and they uh, wired them up with all kinds of of state of the art uh, instruments, and they did find out that these people were not hallucinating, but they must have seen, must be seeing something absolutely real. Now, with the orbs, this this kind of a thing is no longer confined to a small group of people and all the rest of us are bystanders who just have to either believe it or not believe it. Right. Now, with the orbs, we can actually, everybody can see it. You can get yourself a a, a digital camera and uh, you begin shooting and, and somehow they will appear in these pictures and... Even the startest, uh non-believers, uh, once they see their orbs, uh, these orbs in their pictures, they turn around. And I have seen many people like that.
1: Do you, do you think the science world is just going to stay with the orbs? Or do you think they're going to expand their oh, interest? Let's put it that way.
3: I think it'll, it'll take a while, mm-hmm. uh, like like everything is. But eventually um they will latch on. Eventually science has to acknowledge. Uh, I mean part of the calling of science is to investigate whatever is is uh is, is seen, what whatever what whatever is there. So yeah. so uh, the calling is to actually investigate that. You cannot ignore that. You cannot say it it doesn't exist.
1: It Especially doesn't in this exist. amount of numbers that it's appearing lately.
3: Right, right. So it is. It is the duty of the scientists, of the true scientists, to uh, look at these and to, to try to find out what they what they are, and to just say because I cannot explain it, they cannot be yeah. not, not a good enough ex- explanation anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. You have a little statement on one of your pages. Uh, that kind of how does it go? Because uh, I got the page up here. It goes. I shall not commit the fashionable stupidity of regarding everything I cannot explain as fraud.
3: <laughs> so, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That says it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's by C. J. How do you say his last name? J. U. N. G. Jung.
3: Jung. Yeah. He okay. he used to be a a uh, actually a German psychiatrist, very well known in the in okay. the uh, Third Reich era and and so. Yeah, it's is a very good. You time. got
1: you got a lot of uh, credits to your name. Um, I'm not even gonna try to you. <laughs> you heard I butchered the language somewhat, so um, I'm not even gonna try to. Uh, I was I was actually naming off your degrees to that. and uh, you you are packed with degrees. And you've been how long have you been practiced? How long have you been? I guess you could say uh, when did you first get your in uh, uh, physics.
3: Oh, that 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 was back in in, in the sixties actually. Okay. I got my formal education at in, in Munich and in Tübingen in two university towns in in Germany, and then I was hired away. Uh, and then I worked for for Siemens for a while, for, which is a big kind of a, the General Electric of of Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, worked on the development of electron microscopes. And, th- and then I was hired by NASA to do electron microscopy, uh, high, very high-resolution electron microscopy, uh, down to atomic-level resolution, and um, then, then got into material science research with that tool. And uh, that's how I got to Stanford. And, and, you know, so that, that's really my background, imaging very, very small particles mm-hmm. down to atomic size. Wow. And
1: uh, Yeah, you got a lot of uh you got a lot of credits to your name, degrees and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. Well both scientific papers and uh free books.
3: yeah, I've also done a lot of work in solar energy. Solar. I've I've always had a, a a part of my heart always was kind of really interested in doing something whereby we could get away from the dependence on, on uh fossil fuel and, and uh, be a little longer around on this planet than we could otherwise be. What uh, do you think the possibilities of that is? I think I think if we get our act together, we can do it.
2: And people just have uh, yeah. to start to participate. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot going on that is extremely interesting in that whole that whole area. And even if we we don't touch on this. Whole research on this whole possibility of zero point energy, mm-hmm. um, even if we don't do that, we can make it. But if we actually get into zero point energy, which I think is a very viable um, piece of research that that, that, that that deserves a lot of a lot of funding and all of that. so if we do that you know then then um, our our future is is very bright um Question: Since you've been with
1: NASA and all that, and the solar energy so are maybe they are now? I don't know. That's what I'm going to ask you: Are are our spaceships powered by solar energy yet?
3: Oh, yeah, the solar energy is a big part. Oh, yes, definitely. Solar energy. Okay. is, a, is a, Oh, yeah, yeah. no that that's the how spaceships get there, their their, okay. their power to to exist there, not not to propel them. Mm-hmm. But when, but when they're up there, to to keep them going, yeah. to keep everything functioning in to keep, the spaceship, to keep everything functioning. All the satellites are all, are all powered by solar energy.
1: Okay, okay, that's a nice bit of
3: information I didn't know. Okay,
1: anything you want to say, doctor, before the
3: show ends? Well, I just I just want to say that I see orbs as something extremely hopeful. Um, It is is showing us, yes, there is more to reality than we see and there are sentient beings that there is a whole whole realm or realms, multiple realms of beings uh, with, with a high degree of consciousness that are there and that actually want us humans here to succeed i see I see this as as positive as, as I've just said that so so that that may very well be the reason why they are showing up in our photographs to tell us yes, we are there we we, we want to help you, and we want want to to uh, lead you through this very difficult time that you're in you being uh, mankind
1: yes, we are in a very difficult time we are
3: yeah. in a very very difficult time, yeah, and if we do not. Get out into this this uh, into a new paradigm, um, then we don't make it, but I would say we will make it because we are getting into a uh, new paradigm okay, doctor. it's been Good
2: absolutely
1: <laughs> fascinating thank you Annette do you I,
2: oh absolutely I, I'm yeah, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I think that it gives people a lot of hope about. You know, life after death, and just so many things to grasp onto here, doctor. It's it's bigger than just an orb and a photograph. Thank you so much. Thank you, Annette. Thank,
1: Thank you, doctor. doctor, and you listeners. You because this goes in archives, and this will be heard for for time goes on. Does does Google, doctor Klaus Heineman, and you will get you know the web pages and everything right. of you know. Of his webpages, what he's doing, where to get the book, and stuff and like that. And get the
3: book, the Oar Project.
1: Okay. Or Project, <laughs> yes, it's very good.
3: Thank you, Thank you very
1: very much, Doctor.
2: Ed
3: and uh, Annette. And Let's goodbye. keep in touch for the future. Okay, yeah. Doctor. Yeah.
1: Bye bye. Uh, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night, Annette. I'll give you a call in a little bit. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You
2: bless be.